0: Can you tell me a little bit about stats, sports what, stats? What can you tell me about tactics and stats? Not a lot. I'm a bit of a
1: stat and tactic kind of guy.
0: I'm a total stat geek. I'm. Oh, this is. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a phrase that just mm. makes me uh, want to end it all. I'm gonna geek out. Oh no.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: That's right up there with people referring to guacamole as guac. For me. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> no, sorry.
1: See, that no. doesn't bother me that much, but I can see that. I can see that pain point.
0: Ooh, guac is like. Ooh, no, no, oh, no! Do you oh, remember? No. Do you remember when they killed Gaddafi by using his old trick against him of sliding a knife up his anus?
1: Oh, I don't. Re- I don't remember that. Well, that I don't,
0: that for me <laughs> is very much. Yeah, that's how he died. A mob caught up with him because that was like his secret police's. Uh, that was the secret police's sort of special fear tactic to get people really scared. We're going to kill you by shoving a knife up your arse. Oh. So, but revenge is is, is sweet. Uh, how did they kill him? Stuck a knife up his arse, Brian. A mob mob tracked him down.
1: I uh, I don't, I must have not, I must have missed that history podcast. Well, there
0: we go, Brian. <laughs> there we go. But that very much is, but I have a very similar experience when somebody says guac. It's mm. like it's like that mob just inching that knife up old 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 Gaddafi's a hole. There we go.
1: <laughs> That's just a bummer.
0: It really <laughs> is.
1: Ayo, <laughs> wow. I was that. I didn't even mean to do that. That was well, Brian. A total
0: mistake. You just have you're just a bans machine. All about the bans. Hashtag all about the Bantz. Hashtag
1: Brian O'Neill. That's me. Yeah. Number one banter yeah. banter. Bant extraordinaire. <laughs> yep. That's me. Um welcome to Hello. Oh uh oh wow ghosts. <laughs> that's our new seg intro. Yep,
0: yeah, that's how it goes. That's oh. that's the way it happens. Oh wait, wait. Oh, wait, what's this called again? Oh oh, oh. wow ghosts.
1: Oh wow ghosts. Yeah. Oh wow. Ghosts. 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 Fuck. It's a podcast where we sometimes talk about the paranormal. Yeah, but mainly don't. But usually, not so much. Yep. Um, I think I'm looking. I'm looking a little ghostly this morning. It's like this. What's this been going blue on, Chris? Light. I don't know. It's like this. This room is like a little dark. You've got the blinds closed. The blinds are closed, and the reflection of this this uh, screen is just. Illuminating me in a kind of ghostly blue aura. I'm feeling like a, a little a, ghost today. You have
0: you have a ghoulish hue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the pros call it, I believe.
1: Mm. The pod and pod and pros. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. That's what old Joe Rogan calls it. I know that for a fact. Have you ever listened to a podcast
1: by Mr. Joe Rogan? It's one, like one of those names that I hear bandied around. I have not because I mean. I uh I'm not a fan of Mr. Joe Rogan for See, many I, reasons. I don't but... I
0: don't really know anything about Joe Rogan other than I don't like the cut of his jib. Mm. And I hear he makes a heck of a lo-
1: a who a, a hoo-har noogie amount of money. Yeah, so he signed some sort of deal with Spotify that like I don't even know. I forget how much he makes per episode, but then he goes goes ahead and has like goons like fucking alex jones on it i mean we just talked mm. about alex jones soon now this is the the official yeah. alex jones podcast but yeah. it's just insane it's like he gets paid millions of dollars and he and he but like, uh, a hun- like a hundred like like but like hundreds of millions of
0: dollars not just like yeah. a yeah yeah
1: he gets hundreds of millions of dollars to lend a microphone to people with really really bad ideas that shouldn't be uh given a microphone
0: but it's that thing like i mean now i've seen you know i obviously know a little bit about it but it's like one of those things I've never even vaguely heard like it's like one of those names you hear. I'm like, what? No, I've never knew.
1: Well, (laughs) Mr. Joe Rogan. I think the first thing I knew him from was uh, he was the host of Fear Factor. Did you ever see Fear Factor?
0: What's Fear Factor? That rings a little bell somewhere in the back of the old noggin.
1: Yeah, it was like a it was a show where like you'd have to eat bugs and do all these crazy. Mm. It would like. It was it was like a contest show where you would go through rounds mm. of kind of insane shit, and when okay. people reach their breaking point, they'd have to stop. It's it's an abuse quiz yeah. show. Yeah, pretty much, pretty mm. much. And he just like you know you would go on and like you would have to say say like submerged underwater for a certain amount of time. You'd have to be letting cockroaches like crawl all over you, all sorts. And of And is shit this like
0: that. is this see this is very much in in britain for instance this is very much the domain of the low quality celebrity to appear on these shows is this yeah. is this is this the hoi polloi or is this celebs being involved in these this show
1: this is the hoi polloi this is just, this is the just your average folk i think there was celebrity fear factor though mm-hmm. as well i think there was a variant of it with celebrities mm-hmm. um anyone who's sort of you know like needed to get the uh the limelight back on them in some yep. capacity yeah yep. um yeah, he was that. He was on that. So if that goes to show, kind of who he was, then he was also highly involved in MMA, which I think is just I and MMA again is another
0: of these sort of cultural touchstones that I have. I've never watched an MMA fight in my life. I have no interest in watching them. But it's yeah. like people go absolutely bananas for it. A lot of people we used to work with Brian uh, used to yeah. reference it a lot. Um, again i just yeah
1: no idea I, I have this memory it was one of those things where it's it, it felt like a dream or it felt like i was like watching like a terry gilliam movie like i felt like i was in a terry gilliam movie where i was in an airport and i look up on the television screen and there's literally just someone smashing someone's face into like into a mat yeah. and smearing blood all over mm-hmm. the place and they're smearing it over a giant it was like mm-hmm. in this octagon ring an octagon of all course this, it's in an octagon, <laughs> the octagon of course yeah. and there was like there was just they were smearing blood from mm-hmm. this person's face all over a bud light logo and it, it like that felt <laughs> like scary. it felt like something from like a like a Terry Gilliam movie, where mm-hmm. it's like these insane things going on, and it's just, but it's just commonplace. It was just being broadcast on the TV at an airport, How,
0: and yeah, uh, and everybody's just like, eh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 totally seen, normal. Did we talk about this before? Have you seen Rollerball?
1: No, I haven't seen, but we did. Yeah, I think you, you, mentioned James, it. James
0: Cam, where basically teams just sort of fight to the death, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, it's like. The states are just run by corporations. So it's like Big Pharma versus General Electric. Um, PepsiCo. Yeah, just killing it. Frito-Lay. Just just people killing each other, Um, which of course was a stinging satire in the 70s, but uh, no. Guess what? It came true. Guess what? It came (laughs) true. Just like old Presbo being beyond satire with his hijinks at the um, the, the Four Seasons landscaping
1: company. Fucking Lord. Yeah, I like didn't even know what to make of that at first. Like at first, I thought it was just a joke. I thought someone was making a Twitter joke because that's where I saw it. Yeah, and then it was real life.
0: And then it was real life. What I my favorite aspect of it is that they went through with it. They realized they'd booked the Four Seasons landscaping company, and then somebody was like, "Fuck it, we're doing it here."
1: Yeah, we're fucking doing it. (laughs) It felt like a real Giuliani move. Mm. I feel like that was like that. He's like, "We're doing it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete nutter. He's just. He's a, he's loco in El Coco, Brian. He is off the fucking rails, that guy. Mm
0: God damn. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a caution as my dad would say. He's a real caution.
1: (laughs) The most insane thing I've seen with him, uh, recently was, I think he sort of knows the, the jig is up in a way. And he's Mm -hmm. sort of like trying to, trying to use his last, like, you know, couple of minutes of, of, um, airtime essentially to to sort of cash in yeah. uh, and sort of, you know, make the most out of it. And it's it was I think he was on some podcast or he was doing some sort of broadcast and he's screaming and he's like how how can they not be corrupt? How can they not be corrupt talking about the election? And then without a beat just launches into a cigar ad. <laughs> Just <laughs> like holy fuck. He's like, they're, they're corrupt, they're corrupt. By the way, when you need to keep your cigars <laughs> fresh, I use Smokey Jones humidor. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. absolutely like, without skipping a beat. It was uh, crazy. That's, that's a pro, Brian. Yeah, that's that's true. He that that he segued immediately to it. It felt yeah. it was it was seamless. I almost couldn't tell yeah, what was Steve- an ad and what wasn't. Where you see an appalling,
0: cynical hack, I see a professional, Brian. Mm, right,
1: that's that's where we differ.
0: I see you, a, you see I see a the lines. I do. I see a cigar salesman of some repute, mm. and not just cigars, humidor's, Brian, humidor's. Yeah. You ever tried to sell a humidor?
1: <laughs> I I can't say I I, I no. have no. I I know I'd fail at it, so I just yeah. have never even given it a go. You've not received a brass razoo for a humidor, <laughs> no. never if i did i'd mount it on the wall is a razu wait what was that a brass razoo. that's a that's
0: just to that's one for our australian cousins oh, that's okay. up there with bugley uh budgie, budgie smagless mm-hmm. i basically this is all from um if you're british and of my, basically my age you grew up being just a wild fan of the soap opera neighbors brian uh which is set on Ramsey street of course. of course of course it is um and they used to just throw in, you flaming galah, he's not made of brass razzo. Um, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But so you have all these funny little Australianisms. So what is brilliant? So in the States, for instance, you have very uh, sort of glamorous soul operas It's all about the glamour, oh. sex. Oh, yeah. British soul operas are the complete opposite. It's like about mundane, everyday life. The British ones... Are all set in working class communities, famous ones. There's the big, the big rivals. You've got Coronation Street, Manchester, East Enders, the East End of London. It's all white, Cockney. It's the Albert Square. It's set around, and we've got a Queen Vic pub where we all congregate to talk about working class issues, Um, or Coronation Street. Cory, my gran used to love it. Just mm. awful. Just like, but real, like, you know, Vicky's got cancer. Someone's had their car repossessed. That sort of vibe. But Brian, our glamour, our glitz doesn't come from the American, um, Jesus Christ, soap operas. Mm-hmm. Our glamour comes from Australia. Ooh. Neighbours and home and away. So a lot of British kids running around with bizarre insights into Australian life and phrases. Yeah. <laughs> But but like everybody used to watch it. Like fucking everybody. It was like that generation where everybody watched it. You came into the school the next day. Everybody would seen it. But this is where, of course, um, Kylie Minogue got a big break.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Charlene, from,
0: Charlene, Neighbors.
1: From Neighbors. Okay. From wow. neighbors. I, I was going to say, I know Kylie Minogue. I know you know that.
0: Kylie Minogue. Of course you do, Brian. Of course you do. <laughs> but this was very much early days Bubble perm spunky mm-hmm. Kylie Minogue. Oh. in the in, in the old fashioned sense of the word. I'm not for a mm-hmm. second saying she partook in Bukake. Um, oh. Oh, oh. Oh. oh my gosh. I oh my gosh. Oh my god. I specifically
1: said she did not. Okay. okay. I'll, let it, I'll let it slide. Anyway. Yeah, I was but, gonna say, did what I want to ask you about this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if it did at least have the similarity. Whenever whenever I think of soap operas, I just think of the the camera like the way it's mm-hmm. that crazy soft focus mm-hmm. and it feels like you're it, it's as if the camera has been placed behind a pane of glass mm-hmm. uh in a room at which someone yep. had just taken a shower yep 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 now
0: that's very much no this is not what no none very of that. very different piece none of that no soft of that. focus yeah i'm out then yep you're done i'm out <laughs> i'm out you're out. no soft um, focus no, no brian no go when I went on what is generally recognised as the worst vacation in history, a month mm. in Australia,
1: It's um, a long vacation. It's a long vacation. Well, it's so far. It's right. So far. Oh yeah, you got to make it, make it worth it.
0: Um, I did. The highlight of the whole trip is oh, you never guess who went to Ramsey Street, Brian Muggins here. Oh yeah, <laughs> the best. $20. I was just about to say, old oh, Muggins. Old oh, Muggins here, and Brian as if you didn't need to be told, but of course, the star, and I believe still the star, this was some 20 years ago, almost 20, 15, 16 years ago, was old Dr. Carl Kennedy himself. Oh, the heart and soul of um, Ramsey Street. Now. Was he heartthrob
1: or just the, the heart and he's soul? He's like an
0: older heartthrob, but he's like very much an inspiration to a generation of young men, such as myself. Okay. So you got to meet one star. Brian on this tour. You did the tour of Ramsey Street, or as it's actually known, Pinoak, Oak Court. That's what it's actually called. Hmm. You have your photos, you go back, and then you meet one of the stars. Oh my God, Brian. It's Dr. Carl? It's Dr. Carl's come in. Opens the door, a room full, opens the door, such a pro. Room for one more. <laughs> oh my God, Brian. Have my photo taken now. This is and this is completely this is completely true. You have never seen a room full of specifically the men in the room, not the women. Listen, he's a good-looking guy. The women seem to be untouched. It's like a whole room full of men just swooned as one. Brian, my heart was racing, and I don't mind telling you, I was blushing as I was ta- as I took oh. his photograph of them. Oh, I have I have never in my life experienced like a star like being so starstruck and being Mm -hmm. so just in awe of anybody and just being like, can I, can I kiss you? Can I, can I I I kiss you? A little kiss. Just a little, just, just one, just right here on the old smacker. Can I, can I just, oh my God. What a guy, Brian. And what did he do as well? He was, of course he was a delight. Of course he was. Mm -hmm. He even recorded comedy videos for my siblings and friends.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds like quite the quite the setup. The, the, the thing I was just going to ask though, do they just have these? Were they just like? Is there some kind of like deal where there's, there's a rotating door? It's of, exactly uh, yeah. They
0: they are con, they are contractually, contractually obliged to make an appearance. But what mm-hmm. the guides told us, and he's called Alan Fletcher. They were like, ah, oh, Fletch is a legend. Nah, Fletch does it on days when he doesn't have to, Fletch. <laughs> swapped out days with other celebs mm. from the show who didn't want to because you know what's the most important thing to fletch brian it's the fans mm. Mm. but what i'll tell you this but what a guy but i will say this to the lad he was a fucking legend he was genuinely funny what a what a presence about him a charisma and animal
1: magnetism brian <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say there's only been like a couple times yeah where i feel like i've felt completely starstruck yeah it really hasn't happened much No. But it is—it's one of those things you definitely remember. Like it's like the—the the one I—I I remember was I went to the Strand uh, mm-hmm. for like a—it was just like an event with a bunch of different um, like comic artists, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Charles Burns who did like Black Hole. He's like this amazing, sort of just like I guess you consider him like underground comics mm-hmm. sort of guy. And he made this book called. Have you ever read Black Hole? No, I have not. It's like he he works really, really slowly, and it's like mm. something he released over like I, f- I forget even how long. Like it was released in small, smaller like paperbacks for a long time, and then it was finally collected. And I think it was his. It was mostly late eighties through early nineties, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and. He's just this like incredible artist. And I met him and I was just like completely flabbergasted. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he like signed my book and I just like didn't know what to say. And I was like, Bleh. but it was like a really good it was it was like a talk with him and um Chris Ware, who's in like another um Chris Ware. Yeah. They're they're both like really, really incredible uh comic artists. Yeah. Like graphic I guess graphic novel. I don't really know what you yeah. consider, but yep. Yep. not not the Superman kind of comics but more like more yeah. like I think yeah. you'd like black hole i think you would really enjoy black hole actually
0: i'll be the judge so of it, that brian thank you right, okay. fine. fine fine i'll hate it now i'll just have to hate it now just so i can come in and shit all over it um, and yeah. no i'll check i'll check it
1: out mm-hmm. um, what was the
0: other fella called chris ware
1: chris ware yeah he's another he's a I think he's from chicago he's he's a, a really amazing artist too um i just are like really charles burns a ton because he's like super like his work's crazy surreal um,
0: are either of these the guys who do the incredibly explicit sexual cartoons
1: <laughs> no that's um uh, robert name? crumb that's robert no robert. that's my that's my favorite brian R. crumb yeah our crumb is like he's the one that like just draws women like beans because he's like he's Mm -hmm. got some kind of crazy sexual proclivities um and he's just yeah he is out there he's he's kind of like um i think he overlapped with them a bit but he like predates them by quite a bit he's sort of like the the founder of a lot of that and then it's Mm -hmm. these guys were like a little bit later but not not much much later yeah our, Mm -hmm. our crumb is a is a nut he's fucking crazy he's, he's a little nutty yeah. yeah there's actually there's an amazing doc about Arcrum. yeah and the the part of it that's mostly interesting is that it's sort of this he's obviously a very talented and creative person but yeah. just obviously he's nuts he's absolutely yeah. like he's just what's the other out there
0: what's the um, other guy called the photographer i used to work for david used to have all of the what's he called is it Tom from Finland?
1: Oh, Tom of Finland. Tom oh of my Finland. God. I love
0: Tom ben, of Finland. Bananas, but David had like all like loads. And I remember the first time seeing that being like, what the
1: fuck is this? Yeah. I actually saw there was a huge like retrospective collection of Tom of Finland in New York. Um, and we went and we went and saw them. It was like one of the first times they had done like a yeah. huge. Yeah sort of gallery of it. And it was just like incredible. Yeah. Like it's so, it's wild. That's um, bananas. Yeah. 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 Tom fin- And he was like, uh, Tom Finland was just like, I think he worked in advertising. I think mm-hmm. he just was like a, I think he was like an art director or creative director at some, yeah. um, you know, relatively big, uh, ad ad agency, but mm-hmm. then just on the side, you know, he was making all these drawings. Yeah. Yeah. I love his work though. It's, it's like the, it's so hyper detailed and like yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. wild. Oh, it's yep. so great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the, the thing though too, about with R. Crumb, the crazy thing about the doc is that it's, it's about him, but mm-hmm. it's also through the lens of his two brothers who, oh. if it's like, I think it's an interesting study in like creativity and the line between like, genius and insanity because yeah. his two brothers who are very similar to him are just like they they're just completely out there and he had at least like some sort of honed edge of like mm-hmm. and like a foot in reality yeah. and it allowed him to be very successful whereas his brothers who were pretty talented too like in terms of making art both creative but like his one brother like I've, like his one brother was like uh, a like a pedophile, and his other brother. Oh wow! Okay. Like <laughs> I forget what happened, but like it's
0: yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I think like both of them. Like, I know one of them committed suicide. It's just like this. It's a really interesting study of like the very fine edge between yeah. genius and insanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy moly! Yeah. Anyways, intense. Sorry that stuff gets me all hyped up. You get all jazzed, Brian, whenever you're talking about talking about those graphic novels. Love me that love me some art. hmm Quite right too, Brian. Mm-hmm. Quite right too. Mm-hmm. Um so there was a pretty big announcement this week um over Twitter. Uh Zach Bagans let us all know that Ghost Adventures has been approved for twenty four more episodes. I did so, not know this, Brian. So How did got this that split one one me to, by? How did this one split me by? COVID sucks ass.
0: Yeah. I think that's a message we can all get behind. <laughs> yeah. But he's there for the but I, this wasn't in a... um I don't know if you've seen this thing. Any musician from Manchester who were big in the nineties have now become sort of wild conspiracy theorists regarding COVID. Um oh, are we on that side or is he's just
1: he's just anti COVID? He's just anti COVID. I think okay. he's, I think he's relatively. You light. think he
0: would be pro mask? Seeing his pro mask feelings towards basements.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he actually. I think at one point tweeted something along the lines of, "Like we were doing it before, it was cool." Or yeah. Like that. Exactly. Okay. He okay. Made a good, made a good Opportunity, I guess, for them to. Yeah, okay. Okay, Zachy. To tout that,
0: Brian. I had a pretty fun incident. I saw an orb in. The daylight. A daylight orb. A daylight orb. Some would say it was a piece of fluff just floating past my eye, but not me, Brian. It was an orb. I did shout out to myself as I stood by myself in my bathroom, Orb!
1: <laughs> it was an orb. It was an orb. Did you did you do like a full analysis too? It's like that definitely wasn't dust. Or no, you said it was dust. So you just threw that I out. I said it me. was.
0: I did. Exactly. I did. I just shouted orb. orb. But I thought in the old the old hat stand here mm-hmm. i thought to myself that's a bit of dust that's <laughs> i can see that dust your
1: your own skepticism got
0: the best of you it did it did unfortunately it did but my enthusiasm my heart said my heart said ghoul, but my head said come on buddy that's a bit of dust we both saw that
1: we both know it yeah Damn. yeah uh orbs yeah i i haven't seen any orbs anything like that recently no no, no ghostly activity to be honest other than that it's, slamming door last yeah. week that was probably the the most ghostly thing that's happened yeah you know, we'll never know what that was we'll never yeah. know
0: mm-hmm. Um that's what a mystery for the ages who are what? we to say Anna what that Anna was, was that right? yeah <laughs> who's to say what that was um it's not for us to say no it's been pretty it's been pretty low the the old ghost and ghoul spec um spectrometron in the old house here there's
1: been no spooky events i'm afraid to say um it's kind of like maybe it's because we're in the wake of halloween it's sort of like you know the two weeks the elves have after you yeah. hol- uh, know halloween when i say after yeah. christmas where you know they get to relax for those two weeks and then get back on christmas yeah. stuff for the next year
0: yep yeah. yep yeah. yep yeah. exactly yeah.
1: they're they're a little they're tuckered out
0: the only conspiracy that I can see right now, Brian, is I know there's a lot of people getting riled up with COVID. <laughs> oh, every time I think of COVID, I cough. Um, um the big conspiracy. Now, this is the conspiracy that really, for me, is the hard hitter that nobody's talking about, but we're all thinking it, Brian. It's the raisin brand conspiracy. Let me tell raisin you brand. the raisin brand conspiracy. Brian, there is a raisin brand. Conspiracy going on. Let me tell you about it. This is something I've noticed over the past few months. Okay. Raisin brand has been discontinued by every major supermarket in America. Now, Whole Foods used to do a lovely raisin brand, Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's used to do a lovely raisin brand. They were all different. Okay. They were different. Some had a more knobbly feature to their brand, some Mm -hmm. had a sweeter raisin. Some had a bigger flake, some a smaller, some a thinner flake. Now, what I noticed was Trader Joe's got rid of their raisin bran, can't get it anymore. Whole Foods got rid of their raisin bran, can't get it anymore. And probably other supermarkets too, I don't know. Now, they then suddenly brought in a third party's raisin bran, brand. That's the only raisin bran you can get. It goes around the supermarkets, and it all tastes the same. Brian, what the fuck has happened to Raisin Bran Independence? What's what's going on? What's going on, Brian? What's going on here? What What's this all about? What is this all about? So what's, it's just... There's... It's all about. It all happened within two weeks of each other. I noticed this because, believe me, I'm a big fan of Raisin Bran. Okay? I tried. I think it was... As I've mentioned, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, and I think possibly Albertsons slash Vaughn's, okay?
1: Oh, yeah. I know that. I can't,
0: I can't speak to Ralph's, admittedly. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to
1: Ralph's. Ralph's is usually good. I usually like Ralph's. I don't know about the Raisin brand, but as a I am as an pro Ralphs,
0: I'm pro Ralph's, but there's just not a Ralph's near us, okay, Brian? So just calm down, okay? Simmer down. I'm not <laughs> anti-Ralph's. I'm okay.
1: still riled up from that R-Crumb shit. Ralph of Ralph's lives in La Jolla, Brian. Did you oh, know that? I didn't. Go.
0: Anyway, that's a, that's. A, I digress. Um, but it all changed within two weeks, and suddenly you could only get a standardized
1: raisin brand. Brian, Independence has left the shelves. Okay. So, is the conspiracy here? Then let me ask you this: Is the conspiracy that there is a outside force that is forcing <laughs> other brands and companies out of the raisin brand game? Very much. That's the conspiracy.
0: Uh-huh. And the new raisin bran Brian is too hard.
1: <laughs> it so does not it's, absorb the milk. It's too hard. It's got too. It's it repels milk. It's got that it waxiness makes, to it. Yep. Big cereal has got to raisin bran Brian, and I don't know what's going on. That's so weird, though. I wonder what is. So, do you think it's something where they have? Is it is it a money thing? Are they leveraging people out, or do they got do they have dirt? They have dirt on all these companies and say, if you try to step on our fucking territory, we will come come at you. You will be canceled. You will be out, out of work, out of the job, done. You're you're that's, done in the category. Brian, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's the only answer. Surely that's the only answer. So what is this what is this one called? What is this raisin brand called?
0: that's a good question
1: (laughs) um well i think now so okay and it gets
0: it's it gets i'll tell you what's going on this is (laughs) (laughs) now it disappeared from the shelves of of whole foods it did come back okay but the consistency had changed it's just like all the other raisin brands and here's the thing the box has got dramatically much smaller Mm. the raisin brand of von's has got dramatically much smaller and suddenly they taste the same. So they say Vaughn's, it says Whole Foods. Can't even get it at Trader Joe's. But it's the same, it's the same product in a small, thin box. Next to the Cheerios, Brian. Whole Foods Cheerios. Vaughn's Cheerios.
1: They're in a big box. Why is the Raisin brand not in a big box, Brian? Why? Why? So is this something that's only been affecting the the um store brand categories? Is there still the standard, I believe it would be Kellogg's raisin brand. Does that still exist?
0: Uh oh yeah, but I mean Kellogg's raisin brand is basically like cat litter, Brian. You can't eat that. <laughs> that's trash. All
1: right, fine.
0: I don't eat that. Listen, I haven't bought it because I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what else about Kellogg's raisin brand, Brian. Mm-hmm. It's it's mighty expensive.
1: Oh yeah. Big like larger like cereal like companies what it's like five five bucks a box it's five bucks and upwards brian i've seen a box Uh, of razor man for six dollars damn yeah i remember the one that i always used to want to get when i was a kid was count chocula but it was always like six dollars my mom's like you're not getting count chocula rightfully so quite right too quite right right too too. because that was pretty much just like chocolate chunks with (laughs) with marshmallows in it anyway so yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Can I can um, I posit one of my own cereal uh, conspiracies now that we're on the topic? Because this is actually something I've thought about a bit. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And it, it regards uh, grape nuts. Are you f- familiar with grape nuts? It rings a bell, but I don't actually know what a grape nut is. I don't either. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, it is, it's like this cereal, and mm-hmm. it's just like – Hard, small brand rocks like it's just like it is the most solid, gritty cereal mm-hmm. you'll ever come across. Is it is it the cereal equivalent of an owl pellet? It's like it's like dust. It is just a bunch because it's not as it, there's there's nothing in it. You, you would have to take a pound of this to make one owl pellet and compact mm. okay. it. Okay, um, so. My conspiracy, my my, what I think is going on here. I really I want to know what's going on, Mm -hmm. in in just in general. Sure. Um, I think that grape nuts are the byproduct of a different cereal. I think they're just it's just like factory floor.
0: You're saying it's the turkey Twizzler of the cereal world.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's something. They're like there's all this. This hard bran rock. I don't even know what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with nuts. No. I have no idea why it's grape. It's certainly nothing it's to do with grapes. grapes. But it's just I think it's it's this fine, it's almost a fine powder. Who's buying, the grape, just, nuts, Who's buying the grape nuts, Brian? I don't know? That's the other thing. I've had I have, I've had people tell me they like bran or grape bran grape nuts. And I think they're plants. I think they're they're yeah. They're, they're big stooge. plants, Yeah, they're, big, they're a big serial stooge. That's what they are. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's, my, that's my theory. I'm glad we got onto the topic of uh, uh, serial theory, uh, conspiracy theories. Because absolutely, it touches. Like, it honestly,
0: it is. It has been picking away at me tick, 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 for a while. In that two week period, but uh, here's the thing: it was as if they powered down. They turned, mm-hmm. the, they turned the internet off for two weeks. Couldn't get Raisin brand, Brian. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get an own brand Raisin Bran. And then they came back and were saying, no, of course there's here Raisin brand. Here it is. Look, just as it always was. Just as it always
1: was. It was always in this weird, thin little box. Yeah. You're just- Here, here at Oh Wow Ghosts, what we want to tell you is don't let them pull the wool over your eyes.
0: Open your eyes, people.
1: Big cereal is real god damn it it's true
0: anyway um brian i suddenly at about five o'clock this morning no 5 30 i woke up Mm -hmm. got up and i i'm sorry to have to talk about this i got up for a little pee pee, and then i couldn't get back to sleep brian i apologize i apologize and what entered my head i suddenly remembered a story of cockroaches one of my favorite stories of cockroaches. Not not from my story, but it suddenly leapt into my head a story from um no less of a legend than Mr. David Attenborough himself. Oh I just remembered a quality story of cockroaches of his. So a fantastic I don't know if you're into audiobooks, Brian.
1: I don't oh, know I if you like
0: audiobooks. audiobooks. I love an audiobook. I go to sleep most nights listening to an audiobook. Hmm. David Attenborough has an amazing audio book that's three books rolled into one all about his early adventures traveling the world as part of the zoo quest team he did a tv show in the 1950s um so brilliantly david attenborough he was in advertising i believe no publishing and he was like fuck this i need to get out i think this is the end of the 40s he applies what's the bbc it's radio right it's all radio he applied for the job and they were like listen we like your kid You're not getting into radio. That's the big hitter. But we've just started out on this new thing. It's called television. (laughs) Nobody wants to work there. Do you want a job there? So he was like, yeah, I'll take a job there. So he just basically fell into becoming like a director producer of incredible television in the late forties, when it was literally like on for three hours a day, it's all live. You're just in there. Mm -hmm. So then he developed this TV show called ZooQuest where there was a really charismatic zookeeper in London, right? And he was like, "What would be fun is if we get this zookeeper, we, and they were like, if we do this, we can get London Zoo to pay for half of this TV show, at the BBC to pay for the other half. We'll travel, we'll go to one distinct location, we'll look for one animal that they really want to collect." And then we'll collect other animals, we'll film it, but we'll cut back to the studio and we'll have the zookeeper live in the studio and he'll show us the animal. We'll have that animal in the studio. Boom, 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 everybody's a winner. Unfortunately, the zookeeper got some like horrific tropical disease, died. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was really ill. So who had to take take up the slack? It's all Davey Boy Attenborough. That's how he got his big break. That's how he started presenting. That's how he started doing these things. But he's got these three memoirs that are just amazing because it's about traveling right listen different times and all that of course now we're not cool with just going and snaffling animals from the wild to bring back to a zoo but he's got these three books about collecting and then they moved away from collecting the animals so like there's one where they just are looking for birds of paradise mm-hmm. one where they're looking for birds of paradise in papua new guinea when papua new guinea was still like completely like just I don't even know. What would you say? It's like completely undeveloped. There's a lot of people I, basically yeah. living in a cave. like like they, Anyway. Um, it's a natural one, state. Yeah. There's one where they went to, so the three of them, but then he also tells in his other memoir, anyway, blah, blah, blah. He basically went to Paraguay. They were looking for stuff in Paraguay. I think specifically in this one, they're looking for armadillos, a type of armadillo in Paraguay. Oh. But he tells the story about going up the Amazon, right? Him, it's just him and the cameraman. That's it. Back in the day, there's no recce there's nobody sorting out hotels. It's literally it's him doing the sound, presenting. There's a cameraman, and they were like, We'll see you in six months, everybody. Bye. Um, okay, go look for the armadillo. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> they're fucking, they're honestly like just fantastic, but they're amazing. It's so cool. That anyway, sounds amazing. Yeah. They are amazing. But this story, they end up going up the Amazon. They've got like a guide who meets a friend of his on the river who's coming down. Who's like, ah, you can come up. You come up the river with me. You can, you can hang out in my house. And then we'll see if we can get you further up into the Amazon. They're like, cool, 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 cool. Um, so they stay at this guy's house. The guy's like, well, the, his friend. He's like, well, my friend's going to stay in the house with my wife and I. That's all the room. So you and the cameraman, we've got like a shed over here. They're like, what's in the shed? He's like, oh, that's where we kind of keep the meat. That's where we keep like our provisions. He's like, they've got two massive tanks of preserved meat. They don't have lids on them, Brian. So there's only salted room. Or what, what was I, I believe mean? some sort of salted meat. I can't mm. remember exactly, but I think it's salted meat. So his friend, the cameraman, so they basically, the cameraman calls shotgun on the hammock. Mm-hmm. So there's only room for one hammock in the shed. And the guy that owns the place is like, yeah, there's a shelf there. Just sleep on the shelf. That should be big enough. You can, get your, you can get your sleeping bag on there. So they're like, okay, cool. Night, everybody. Good night. So David and his cameraman have a little chat. They've got their, oh, they've got their sleeping bags. Says, tuck, tuck. Oh, having a little chat, you know. He, 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 he. Okay, let's turn off the light. So the second they turn off the light, they just start hearing this like. <coughs> He's like, what's What's that? I wonder what that is. He's like, "What's that?" They're like, "Oh, I don't know, what that is." And turns on, lights his candle, turns it right, and the the glitter of the candle just is like, "What's what's that?" Sort of, it's almost, it's almost like some sort of brownish waterfall on the. Ah! Oh, what's that? Oh, turn on the light. Turn turns on the flashlight. The minute they do it, a wall, the entire wall, coming up to the shelf. Going over the pots into the salted meat and coming up the wall towards him, solid cockroaches. Solid cockroaches. But the minute they turn the light on, back down it goes. Back down it falls. The minute they turn off the light, coming back up.
1: Back down. I, I'm just imagining that's like actually like a type of light switch. It's like yeah, exactly. The light, they come up, exactly. like it off. They just go. Yeah,
0: they just go back the down. World's exactly. The world's worst light switch four or five times until he's like, ah, oh, fuck
1: it. Just turn the light off. <laughs> just, just turn it off. Just turn it off. Just, just deal with it. Yeah. At that point, you're just like, I mean, this is an, obviously an unstoppable force. Yeah. There's this nothing. Will continue. Can do about this. Yeah. This is happening. Continue. Yeah. This is happening. We're the, we're the variable here. This is what, you know, this is reality. So I think, I think they sort of like process.
0: I think, I think they didn't like actually touch him. I think they sort of came up and like went around him and then Mm -hmm. back up, back along their journey. They're just like, right. Who's this Rube? Okay. He's no threat to us. We'll just carry on. Oh my days.
1: With that, I guess you just got to let it happen. You just got to give in
0: the natural order. You just got to give in. But it just struck me. It just struck me in the middle of the night. I was like, that's, that's one of my favorite cockroach stories. It's yeah. a good cockroach story. <laughs> I did when I listened to that. I was listening to that in the middle of the night. The first time I heard it was kind of like <laughs> got the creepy crawlies.
1: <laughs> Cockroaches. Speaking of which ant mm-hmm. ant situation in this household oh, yeah. is pretty much under control. Okay. Seemingly. Okay. So is there a few
0: good. defiant a few defiant pockets? No.
1: I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any. So I think we're in a good spot. I think we are. Yeah. We are firing on all cylinders and the cylinders are ant killing Ant killing capsules. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sons of bitches. Although it's not been raining. So maybe they've got, maybe they've got Blase again and started living up that, that, that ant life outside.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's, there's something with that going on, but I think we, we had the man come in and, and do a hefty bit of spraying and I put down traps. So nice. Okay. We'll see how that develops. That's always (laughs) fun. I'll make sure to, to give you any updates on that haunting. the Please kitchen do. haunting.
0: The kitchen haunting. Exactly.
1: Well, that's, uh, that's about it. Yep.
0: That's it for me. I don't have anything else, Brian. Nothing. You've wrung me out like some sort of like some sort of chamois leather. So I think it's just for me to say goodbye. Goodbye.